PR, the people's pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every single week. I'm Cliff. He's Joe. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, everyone? NBA trade deadline has come and gone. The buyout market is primed and the contenders are starting to take shape. So, Joe, let's go through all day or cray cray. Let's recap what's going on. First one, we got to talk about the news out east. <laughs> Our old boy, the not fantasy beast, Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> the never can go over twenty five points guy. The never can get over nine rebounds guy. <laughs> You're like, ooh, he's got twenty three and eight at the half. <laughs> and then he ends the game twenty five and nine. Exactly. Like, wait, Always. What? <laughs> How? LaMarcus Aldridge was bought up by the Spurs after not being able to find a trade partner. After months of speculation that he'd end up on Miami, he spurns them and joins Brooklyn. Wow. It's a rib party, Joe. All day (laughs) or cray-cray, LaMarcus Aldridge will make a big impact on the Nets' championship chances. No. Cray cray. I'm sorry. Why? Why, <laughs> why would this guy? I mean, the 25 and nine days are long gone. That was They're his gone. ceiling, and They're gone. those days are at least what five five seasons. <laughs> it's oh, been at least man. five seasons since he was doing that. Four or five seasons. I mean, yeah, he's no, <laughs> he's he's no longer that player. Even this season. I mean, even last season, you could tell he wasn't the same player. But when you look at him now, you're just like, man, he just looks like a broken down old man. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know what's funny is when was he? When was he supposed to come to the Lakers? Uh, when did he reject the Lakers? Remember when he was in free agency? 15. 2015. Yeah, it was around then, right? Yeah, it was yeah. either 2015 or 2016. That's when we were like, we got to get somebody. We were hunting for LaMarcus. We were trying – maybe DeRozan. Like, there were all these names being thrown out there. And when he didn't choose us and the media was making a big deal of it, like, oh, LaMarcus, yeah. he didn't pick the – I was like, dude, do we really want this guy? <laughs> like, like, why is why is everyone making such a big deal? Like, this is going to be the next – 2015. Like, this guy's going to be the next Tim Duncan or something. It's like, come on. <laughs> he was never going to be that significant. Even at his prime – when he turned down the Lakers, I was just kind of like, eh. I mean, uh, is it really going to matter? That's how I felt about matter? DeRozan, too. Yeah. And, I mean, come on. Uh, it's He's well past his prime. No, he's not going to make any difference. I don't really think Blake was going to make a difference. I didn't think Blake was going to make a big difference. And Blake's going to make way more of a difference than LaMarcus <laughs> is. Honestly, if this was 2015, the NBA should be worried about the Brooklyn Nets. But... It's 2021. You have Blake. You have LaMarcus Aldridge. We talked about the rib theory. We talked the about it theory. last time. Yes. And if you aren't familiar with the rib theory, is you got to have balance when you go to a barbecue. You can't just have every single person at the potluck bring ribs. That doesn't make any sense. Right. The rib theory is the idea that the more ribs you have, the better your plate is. And it's just... It's just not true, guys. It's a fallacy. There's a point of diminishing returns on ribs. You can only have so many ribs. You got to get some other stuff. And here's the other thing, okay? There's some people that spend the time, rub the cumin on, and make really good smoked 
smoked ribs, all they did, they did everything. Then there's other people that just microwave ribs that they ate yesterday and they bring it to the potluck because they're like, oh, I forgot. But you know what? These ribs are still good, okay? They smell it. They're like, it's edible. <laughs> it's edible. That's LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, okay? That's really LaMarcus Aldridge. Blake Griffin is a little better than that. But Joe, here, here's let me ask you this question. If I told you you can have an MVP caliber player then you could pair them with two of the most prolific scores in the NBA. What do you think the roster needs after that? Um. Well, I mean, not more ribs. <laughs> I would. You would say think they need some defenders. complimentary players. Yeah, they need some defenders. They need some three-point shooters. They need guys yeah. who can just kind of do their role, do their job, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. know what their place is and just belong there. But Brooklyn's like, no, no. More ribs. <laughs> See, that's the thing with the Nets, right? You you think if there was a potluck and everyone brought ribs, there was miscommunication. But no, it was the party planner that said, more <laughs> ribs. You bring ribs. You bring ribs. You bring ribs. Everyone gets to the party. They're like, wait a second. You get a rib. You get a rib. Wait Everybody a gets a rib. <laughs> Why? Did all of us bring ribs? It doesn't make any sense. Where are the biscuits? Where's the mac and cheese? Where's the sweet tea? Where where are the baked beans? Where's the other stuff? Doesn't that sound good, guys? Like a complete meal? For some of you, maybe even, where's the salad? I'm not really a salad person, but hey, in this situation, when you got already four different kinds of ribs on your plate, you're like, I want some salad. Okay, I want some slaw. <laughs> I want something else on this plate. To just, like, like vary it up a little bit, all right? I want to diversify this plate a little bit. It's a little too one-sided. <laughs> it's especially if you accidentally eat the bad rib first. You're like, oh, ah, dang it. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's a leftover McRib, you know? It's like that's the first <laughs> bite you get. Here's the thing, okay? When a contending, well-coached team that doesn't have a superstar at this point straight up benches you, mm, and not then you can't find anybody willing to take you on because your contract is too big, even though it's an expiring contract, Eesh. it signals the end. Because LaMarcus Aldridge, he's 35 years old, he was last an all-star, in the 2018-2019 season. And since then, Joe, points per game and rebounds has gone from 21-9, and 19-7, and 14-5 and this season. And that's in, remember guys, this is the inflated stat NBA. Okay, you got like five guys out east that are averaging like 25 and 12 and five assists. And this guy can't crack 14 and five on a Spurs team that's got like nobody. Like, I mean, you can get as many touches as you want on this team. And I, I don't know, man. It's just, that doesn't look good. They're in the playoffs and LaMarcus Aldridge is there and they're like, Nah. <laughs> Greg Popovich, who can coach anybody, he could he, he could do he could coach anyone, right? He made Steven Jackson the champion that he is. He he went with Tiago Splitter as his starting center. And he looks at LaMarcus Aldridge and he's like, 
no let's just yeah. not use you <laughs> yeah i i mean it's funny because yeah i mean i think he literally thought like it's addition by subtraction like for them they're just like yeah just get rid of him who cares like we're better with that we're gonna still make the playoffs like without him just get rid of him yeah pop's like try to trade him but if you can't we'll just we'll just wave him it's fine <laughs> <laughs> man Here's the thing for all the media people that are like hyping this Brooklyn thing. You know, you remember The Mandalorian? And spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't finished The Mandalorian. Season two. Here's here's your last chance. Remember when the mysterious Jedi appears and he walks in, destroys all those dark troopers? Hmm. Awesome. Really awesome. But the part I want to talk about is not that. Hmm. It's the part when he takes off his hood and it's Luke. But it's young Luke, and you're like, oh, young young Luke. Something's <laughs> off. Is that Mark Hamill with CGI making him look young? Or is that like some other actor with Mark Hamill CGI in his face? <laughs> and that confusion is what it's going to be like for Nets fans when they see LaMarcus Aldridge on the court. You're like, I remember when he used to like hit those like turnaround fades in the post or hit those mid-ranges. Why is he so slow? <laughs> is that LaMarcus Aldridge? Or is that someone playing LaMarcus Aldridge? <laughs> so, you're, so you're saying that awesome scene at the end of Mandalorian Season 2 when he's like... Yeah. You're saying LaMarcus is just that end part. Yes, just the part when the hood comes off. and you're like, Just the part when his face is weirdly deep <laughs> It's faked. really weird. I mean, Mark Hamill's still alive, but you're like, did how did they do that? Is it him? Did they get another guy? Like, it total. So basically, what you're saying is this is the Brooklyn Nets. The last scene of The Mandalorian season two is the Brooklyn Nets, and when yes. Luke walks in and he's like flinging guys around and he's twirling his lightsaber, it's like Kyrie. He's just like flipping yeah. that lightsaber. Oh, he's going nuts! Oh. And it's just it's all it's an awesome scene, guys. If you haven't seen, and he's like crushing those dark yeah, troopers with, with the, his force, like, and that's KD just like, like yeah. just using like floating around, and he's just you know he's 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 blocking, he's defending with his lightsaber and like doing these behind the back moves and stuff. That's James Harden, and <laughs> even at the end when he first pops in, and it's a little weird. It's not super weird, but it's a little weird. That's Blake Griffin. <laughs> it's like a little bit off, but that part when it shows his face and he just has these like dead eyes and he just looks like weird and it completely takes you out of the scene. It's supposed to be emotional, but you're like, ugh, what is that? <laughs> what happened to his face? You're saying just that moment right there. That's LaMarcus. Actually, I- I'd like to take it a little differently. Mm. I'd like to take it a little differently. So that... That scene is LaMarcus Aldridge from 2009 to 2019. <laughs> Comes in. It's 2021. You got the Mandalorian, Kevin Durant. You got Bo Katan, Kyrie Irving. You got mm. Koska Reeves, James Harden. Mm. <laughs> you got Moff Gideon, who's Steve Nash. <laughs> what? You got Cara Dune. Who's Blake Griffin? And they look, <laughs> and the hood comes off, and you're like, "Is that you, Lamarcus?" 
Wait, who who is that? <laughs> Wait, uh, is that you? <laughs> so everyone. So what you're saying is everyone on the team is like, wait, is that? Who's that? But exactly. also, but also, everybody in the audience who's watching on TV is also <laughs> yes. like, wait, is that? All the who opposing teams. <laughs> everybody in the room is like, wait, is that? Who's that? Is that Lamarcus? When Giannis blocks it, he's like, is that's Lamarcus? <laughs> Did he change his number? Is it? I thought is he was on the Spurs. Or he goes further back. He's on the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ain't. He on the Blazers. <laughs> I thought he was on the Spurs, mate. <laughs> That's Lamarcus. That's the Lamarcus that they're getting. <laughs> that is the Jeez. Lamarcus they're getting. They're getting some deep faked weirdo, strange Lamarcus. Moving on, another new addition. We got Andre Drummond coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. And for those, all you Laker fans that are unfamiliar with Andre Drummond because he's played in Detroit and Cleveland, (laughs) in eight seasons, what he's able to accomplish, one, he's led the league in second chance points five times. Mm. Two, he's led the league in offensive rebounds seven years in a row. Mm. Three, He's been top two in rebounding four times in a row. Seven times in a row. Four times was he number one. Yeah. Fourth, he has the seventh highest career rebounds per game in NBA history at 13.5. And fifth, he's led all centers in steals four times in his career in his career thus far. In eight seasons, he's led the league in offensive rebounds and top two in rebounding seven times. So basically outside of his rookie season. Joe all day cray cray, Andre Drummond will make a big impact on the Lakers' championship chances. I kind of want to know what you think first. Why don't you go first on this one? All right. Here's what I'm going to say before I say it. He's kind of like a, you know, 1.5 generation player. And mm. what I mean by that is not he's not quite old school, but he's not yet new school. He's a below-the-rim, strong, rebounding savant and a sneaky good defender, actually. But he's fairly average in the offensive post. Doesn't really have a lot of good court vision. I think he's passed out of the post like when he's making a move less than 10% of the time. The thing with him for me is he's 27, right? Which is the same age as Dwight when he came to L.A. It's kind of like, what are you looking for next, right? And Drummond Mm -hmm. is on a minimum deal. And, you know, when you go down like that, it's really hard to come back to something good. Ask Dwayne Wade. He hasn't, <laughs> you know, it's really hard. So, but in the regular season, especially in this first game when he's there, when there's no LeBron and no AD, oh, he's going to put up some massive numbers. Mm. Like, I'm talking like 16-16 kind of numbers. He's mm. going to be putting up really big things, and all the Laker fans are going to be salivating at what's to come in the playoffs. And then what it's going to be like is like when the DC Universe hired Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, it's just – the wrong part. It's just a waste of his talent because do you know what LeBron James needs? What LeBron James needs is for Anthony Davis, 
General Anthony to go stand in the corner. <laughs> he needs his boy, Contavious Caldwell Pope, to stand in the other corner. <laughs> and whatever two other schmucks that he has to stand in the other opposing corners. <laughs> well, he goes isolation one-on-one and passes it to the corner three. One thing that Andre Drummond does not do is he does not shoot threes because he plays like an old schoolish center where he's right. down below. He's good in the pick and roll, does all that stuff. But we, we've also said on this on this podcast, <laughs> LeBron doesn't do pick and roll. You're like No, he doesn't. You're like, wait. Wait, he's really good at that. He has a really good core vision. What happened to Montrezl nope. Harrell's pick and roll? What happened to <laughs> Anthony Davis's pick and roll? Dude, doesn't check Montrezl Harrell's pick and roll plays with LeBron on the court and with LeBron off the court. Because, by the way, Montrezl Harrell, all of a sudden, he's putting up and numbers. All of a sudden, are playing real well. They're putting up some numbers. And Kuzma. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, wait, are you saying, Cliff, that you did not like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? My God. <laughs> Batman v Superman. You don't think his portrayal of Lex Luthor? It was so Luthor... distracting. It was so <laughs> distracting. Like, why? Why did they cast you? Where he's all of a sudden has the giggles for some reason in the home. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Clark Kent? <laughs> And Bruce Wayne, <laughs> you must meet each other. I don't know if those are the things. <laughs> no, that's right. He why? Why did he do that high pitch? Just why get did he go for that? Michael Rosenbaum. He is the perfect Lex Luthor. Dude, he's awesome. He's the best Lex Luthor. He really he's is the best Lex Luthor man. Just get him. Just get him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna actually go another direction. Okay. I'm actually gonna go. What is the what is the question? Andre Drummond will make a big pe- impact on the Lakers. Okay, I'm gonna go all day here. Wow. And um, this is why this is why I'm going all day. I'm gonna stick with what you went with <laughs> in the DCEU since you went to DCEU. Except yeah. I think he's gonna be a lot more like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Wow, that's high praise. Which was a great casting. Great casting. Um, but when she was first cast, a lot of people were like, dude, Gal Gadot, like this random uh, like model who doesn't seem to have the kind of... Hey, she was awesome in Fast Five, right? <laughs> but, you know, people kind of thought, like, does she have the... Like, to be Wonder Woman, you know, it's you true. gotta be like this strong, like this incredibly strong woman. And people were just like, I don't know. I don't know if she has it. I don't know if she's good. And Wonder Woman... The first Wonder Woman was probably, what, the best movie in the DCEU? It might be the best movie in the DCEU. Um, it probably it is. is. Yeah, it, it probably is. is. Because you got the only things competing even are like Aquaman and like Shazam, which was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's it. I mean, one clearly is going to beat all those, right? So here's the thing. I think... Drummond, you just kind of rattled off the things that he does. And when he's alone, when he's on his own team, he puts up monstrous numbers. Like he just does. points, rebounds. He does. The things that he does, field goal percentage. I mean, he is a monster, right? And I think people kind of – I think Gal Gadot really overachieved with Wonder Woman. Mm. However, when you see her in Justice League, 
she kind of falls into the background. Mm-hmm. She's not quite as significant. Even with the new Justice League, it's like obviously Batman is very prominent. Superman is very prominent. You got um, even like the Flash is more prominent. Even like Cyborg is very important. Yep. And so she's basically just right there above Aquaman, <laughs> who is just really not significant. And so I kind of feel like that's what Drummond's going to do. The reason I think that he's going to be successful is because those other guys are hurt right now. Yeah. So. You know, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are the big three of the Justice League. Batman and Superman are out right now, okay? So Wonder Woman's going to step in. She's going to come in. She's going to beast it for a month or whatever, two, three weeks until Anthony Davis gets back. And that is going to establish kind of the tone, I think. Because at that point, the law of LeBron becomes too prominent, even for Mm -hmm. LeBron. Even for Superman himself, when he comes back from the dead, he can't just be like, I'm going to take over and I'm going to step all over all you guys because I was out because I was dead and you guys were kind of doing a good job without me. And seeing that, I think LeBron's going to ease back in. I don't think he's going to go full gas on the law of LeBron. What? Did he? <laughs> ju- did you fall into the genjutsu of LeBron James? <laughs> No, I is really, it is it possible? No, I really think he's gonna do his passive aggressive thing. Of course, where he tries to let other guys, he puts them in a position to fail. <laughs> of course, by not trying. But I think, unfortunately, that for that reason, the Lakers are not gonna go far in the playoffs. Oh, interesting. Because I was gonna say in in those moments. In the final moments, when he's pushing everybody to the three-point line, Andre Drummond's not going to be on the floor. It's going to be <laughs> General Anthony playing center. So, Laker fans, they're always like, oh, you know, he's going to come in and replace Dwight. Dwight's role. That's going to be huge for us. In six games, Dwight Howard averaged 2.8 points and 2.8 <laughs> rebounds in the 2020 finals. Let me just tell you that right now. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's... A difference, though. I mean, one, LeBron hasn't really played with a very good center. Dude, that's shade on Zeldrunas Elgoskis. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes. Zeldrunas Elgoskis <laughs> was an all-star. But, I mean, even uh, even Zeldrunas Elgoskis had some range on his shot. Okay, he, he, he wasn't a three-point shooter. That's why. That's his boy. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, here's the thing. To me, Andre Drummond is basically Tristan Thompson on steroids. Mm. Yeah, and and Tristan Thompson did work for LeBron because he never wanted the ball. <laughs> he never needed any plays for him, and that's kind of how Drummond is. He doesn't get a lot of his points off like post plays. He gets yeah. them off like putbacks. He gets them off rim runs. He gets them off you know alley oops and stuff like that. So Drummond can basically do that as long as he can stay out of the paint you know, in the dunker spot, enough space for LeBron to operate. And if Anthony Davis is playing a little bit outside, look, I mean, that guy's shooting corner threes already. He's already just running to the corner to shoot corner threes. So, you know. They all are. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think he is going to be more impactful than people think. However, maybe I answered the question wrong because the question was, will he make a big impact on the Lakers championship chances? I don't know. I just don't feel like the Lakers are going to win it this year. Mm. I feel like when once you get the injuries are nagging, 
both LeBron and AD have significant injuries. They're going to need to work themselves back. And the chemistry is going to be all weird now They're that Kuzma and Schroeder and like, yeah, and the seeds are going to be weird. And then you got to integrate Drummond. I just feel like there's a lot of moving parts and I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the lack of cohesion. I don't like our chances. Another guy got moved. It should have been bigger news, but somehow it wasn't. Victor Oladipo. He's headed mm. to Miami for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a pick swap. That is a freaking deal. Oladipo yep. now joins a deep guard rotation of Miami with Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and then the guard forward combinations of Iggy, Trevor Ariza, and of course, Jimmy Butler. Joe Aldair Cray Cray, Vic Oladipo will make a big impact on the Heat championship chances. Dude, I am all, 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 all day on this, okay? Uh, I watch a lot of Heat games. Man, they're they're so bad without Jimmy Butler on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's crazy his real-life impact on that team. It doesn't always show up in the stat sheet, but when he's not on the floor, they just aren't confident. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just not confident, like – no Tyler Hero's shot is like, I don't know what's wrong with him, but it's kind of broken this year. Uh, Dragic has been in and out of the lineup, so that hasn't been good. I mean, Andre Iguodala, when he's on the floor and Jimmy Butler's not on the floor, Iggy ends up taking a lot of these shots. He has he to. Ends up, yeah, because guys are just like passing up shots. Like Bam is not aggressive enough. He needs to be more aggressive in the post. He's obviously like a very talented player, but dang, he just – shies away from shots too much i mean jimmy is just the heart and soul of this team they need another guy who is just an experienced guard like i realized the heat are very young Mm -hmm. even though they went to the finals last year i mean tyler hero super young right batman bio doesn't have a ton of like uh deep playoff run experience you know what I mean? Like, Dragic is the one guy who is kind of a veteran, and you saw it in the playoffs. He stepped up. He was one of the guys who stepped up. He led the team in scoring for, you know, at least a couple of those playoff rounds. And so without his veteran leadership out there, and then when Jimmy's not out there, they just have nowhere to go. They don't know what to do. So I think is going to help them a lot in that regard. I think him being able to create his own shot one-on-one is going to open things up for Duncan Robinson. It's going to open things up for Tyler Hero. It's going to make Bam a little bit more confident. He's not going to have to carry the offensive load um, when Jimmy's not on the floor for whether he's not in uniform or whether he's just on the bench. Um, so I think this is huge. I already thought the the Heat were right there, and then they kind of went on this tumble. They're, they were on a losing streak. Um but I think he's going to help them immensely. Uh, I, I, I like the Heat's chances. I, I, much, I like the Heat's chances of making a deeper playoff run much more now with Oladipo on the team. It's crazy to me that Oladipo will have played for three teams this season. <laughs> That's crazy. Because he's a good player. He's like Houston good. basically wanted to dump him. And they did. I don't get it. Why? They got Olinick. That's the prize here, and a pick swap, and Avery Bradley, who they're thinking about buying out, and who the Lakers have their eye on. He, but why? Is it because of his injuries? Like, are they just scared of that? Potentially. I think it's because he, 
I don't know if he wanted to stay, and I don't think they want. I don't think they wanted to. They offer were scared him that he would money. just walk. Yeah, and okay. and the yeah. money, but mm-hmm. you know he. You mentioned the injury, right? He ruptured his quad tendon a little over two years ago, and people think he's kind of like fallen off, right? But let me give you a blind stat test, Joe. Mm. Let me read you three guys. 26-4-2, 42%, and 36% from three. 19-6-5-2, 42%, 34% from three. 21-5-5-1, 41%, 32% from three. Who is the best player? Player one. Of the three. Player one. Player one is Victor Oladipo <laughs> this season with Indiana before he got traded. Mm. Who is the second best player? Player. Uh, it's kind of a toss up. I guess kind of a toss up. It's kind of a toss up. Yeah. Who would I'd you go prefer? With player three. I'd go with player, player three. three. Player three is Victor Oladipo, <laughs> Houston this season. Twenty-one five five one. Forty-one percent. Thirty-two percent from three. Player two is Victor Oladipo in his last All Star season. 2018, 19-6-5-2, 42%, 34% from three. So basically the two players you picked are Victor Oladipo this season. (laughs) He has not fallen off the wagon. His numbers are better than his last All-Star season. He's a very good player. No, that I don't get at all. I don't know what people are seeing. He looks good. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. I don't know what people – like, What? What's going on? He's awesome. He's and awesome. Him, adding him to Miami mm-hmm. is huge. It's huge. They got Tyler Hero. <laughs> they have a second-year player who is not touted even, you know, in his first year really to be anything. He was like their second best player. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was like their second most important player in the playoffs last season at times. And, I mean, this at least lets him go back to his natural spot. You know, it's going to take a little pressure off Dragic because his injuries. It's going to take a little pressure off Bam. It's going to take some pressure off Jimmy. I mean, can you imagine, like, uh, uh, Depot is your end of shot clock option instead of Andre Iguodala? You don't think that's a huge <laughs> upgrade? That is an enormous upgrade. I, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is huge. It's it's big, man. It 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 really is. Cause then you, like everything you're saying, you just don't have to rely on Kendrick Nunn as much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like he's good, but Victor Oladipo is basically a twice as good Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's almost. They're like identical players. If you just, you know, added twenty points to all of Kendrick Nunn's. Attributes. <laughs> I just think it solves their biggest problem, which is Jimmy Butler off the floor. Because you can put Victor yes. Oladipo in those spots when Jimmy Butler yes. is out. Yes. You know? And so and it doesn't reduce to Adams. <laughs> it doesn't reduce <laughs> to nothing. Because you can have Vic, you can have Dragic, you can have Bam. You can have these guys on the floor at the same time. And then with Jimmy, you can put whatever four guys and he'll get them motivated. You know what I mean? And so... I mean, man, give Eric Spolstra some credit. How the heck did this team go to the finals last year? It's just insane. It is seriously like Duncan Robinson. I mean, they're great. They're good players. But 
It's crazy. They're playing way over their heads, man. Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn. He gets massive stuff out of the Bam is obviously Bam is an amazing player. He's he's an all-star caliber player. But a lot of these other guys, I mean, Iggy at this point in his career, it's just crazy how they're contributing so much. And this is gonna help a lot. I think, and Spolstra, I think, is gonna get a lot out of Victor Oladipo, provided he's healthy. Yeah, it's one of those things where I I never like when the MVP and the coach of the year are from the same team. I'm like, oh, mm. I hate when that award is like it's like, come on, it's one or the other, right? Like Giannis yeah. did a lot. It's not Budenholzer, you know what I mean? Mm. But this is one of those rare moments when I truly believe it. Mm. It is so much Eric Spolstra extracting as much as he can from the players in the film sessions with the clipboard. And then it's so much Jimmy Butler extracting as much as he can from the players (laughs) on the court. It is. Yeah. They're working very well together. It's kind of like a Phil situation. Yeah. You know, cause Phil would always get the most out of his, his players, but he would also like lean a lot on the superstar to be able to elevate people. Right. As well on the court. And yeah, they have a great synergy. Honestly, that's the one thing that to me, Brad Stevens lacks. Mm. You know, he's good X's and O's. He's good film. He's good out of timeouts. But he's just not extracting from like Tatum or Brown or somebody on that team to just like step up or Kemba, you know, to be the leader and be like, yes, I can lead or I can elevate my game and the game of the people around me. I mean, the one guy who does that is like Marcus Smart. Literally, he's the one guy, but I don't yeah. think he's getting it from Brad Stevens. He's been doing it. He's self-motivated. He just does it himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his story is crazy. So his he, like, should jo- uh, he should join Miami. That's, that, that's <laughs> who should go to Miami. All right. Last one. We got the Orlando Magic. Mm. The reason why we're talking about the Orlando Magic is because they had an all-out fire sale during the trade deadline. Fournier is gone. He's in Boston. Aaron Gordon is gone. He's in Denver. Nikola Vucevic is gone. He's in Chicago. What did they get back, you might be asking? That's their three best players. What did they get back in return? Well, Joe, they got Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, Three picks and two second-round picks. Joe, all day or cray-cray, an aspiring GM looks at that Orlando Magic situation just like Matthew McConaughey looks at a Lincoln. (laughs) What? Like, what is this? This is the the definition of cray-cray, what they're doing in Orlando. (laughs) Like, this is cray-cray. From now on, we should just be like... All day or Orlando. <laughs> like, what are they doing? What the freak are they doing? We just, I mean, <laughs> 25, 12, and 4 on 48% shooting and 41% shooting from 3? Wow. From 3? From your big man, and you just gave that up for freaking Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter? What? <laughs> and two first rounders for Chicago. What are those two first rounders even gonna become? Zach Levine and and, Vu- and Vucevic together. They're gonna make the playoffs. 
I mean, they're at least going to be in the top 10, right? I just, I, I can't, I don't know what's going on here. Why would you give up Vucevic? Why? He's 30 years old. I mean, maybe he's, he's getting, yes, I understand. He's getting to the tail end of his prime, but what is Vucevic? Like, you think he's going to be some kind like, is he some kind of detriment to you developing your young core to you developing like Markel Fultz or whatever draft pick you get? Or, I mean, you're already going to be bad, right? Like, right. what, what, are they trying to tank? <laughs> they're, what are they? They're already, like, 12th or whatever in the East. Do you really need a tank? <laughs> like, you already <laughs> suck. Like, if you're going to already suck with your good players, why not just keep your good players suck and then add better players to those good players? <laughs> well, I don't... <laughs> how does this make any sense? You're trying... Like... He giving up Evan Fournier? What are you giving up Evan Fournier for? Dude, this guy this guy's twenty-four and three on 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 what? Forty-six percent shooting, thirty-nine percent for three He's twenty-eight years old, he's just in his prime. For Gary Harris? No, no, for for Fournier, they only got Oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they got two picks. They got two seconds. That's even second worse. Second round picks. That's it. <laughs> even worse. Two second round. When has a second round pick turned into a 20-point score? Like, how often does that happen? I mean, it happens. Not often. But how often does it happen? It doesn't happen that often. Okay. Nikola Jokic was a second round pick. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it happens, obviously. Ginobili or like, you know. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas. Whatever. Marcus yeah, There's Saul. always guys. I mean, Bre- Tom Brady. You know, there's always guys <laughs> that you get late in the draft, okay? They turn into superstars. But come sure. on. I mean, it doesn't happen that often. For every one of those guys, there's 50 guys who you don't know. It's true. <laughs> you know, who just true. never made it's it, true. okay? Oh, don't forget THT. Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> Gosh. Don't forget. I just, you know what's? It's like I would way rather have Kyle Lowry. Why didn't we just give up THD? Does that sound right to you guys? Does it sound right? Just think about it. No, like it's like yes, we'll give up Randall, who's now an All Star. We'll give up Brandon Ingram, who's been an All Star. We'll give up D'Angelo Russell, who's been an All Star. We'll give up Jordan Clarkson, who's probably going to be Sixth Man of the Year. But we draw the line at THT, <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker. We will never trade him. It would have been such poetry to have LeBron James, who we've talked about for so many years, and Krillin, who we talked about on this podcast, <laughs> join the Lakers. Can you imagine? Oh. Krillin and Krillin would be such a great yes Lord Vader guy. I mean, he would be the, <laughs> the best yes Lord Vader, right? Krillin, can you imagine him there? I mean, I just see his face when I, yes Lord Vader. That's that's Krillin's face right there. He's basically like a like a two X version of Alex Caruso. I mean, you don't think a guy who draws the most charges like ever. <laughs> Would be a helpful guy to have a guy who shoots threes, a guy who has championship experience, and he's a locker a guy who's room a veteran, guy. a locker room guy, a totally positive guy who's been, who everybody who's ever played with him loves, mm-hmm. including Drake. Like everybody <laughs> loves him. You don't think that guy? I mean, Demar Derozan still loves him. They're not even on the same team anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's. I mean, you guys don't think that guy would be valuable, and then you rolled the dice on Drummond. 
You probably could have got Drummond and Krillin. Uh, gosh, we could have our own. We could have our own rib party. <laughs> <laughs> but it's much better seasoned ribs. <laughs> it's like your worst rib is from like Phil's barbecue. It's like still mm. legit. Still good. Okay, sorry for that tangent, but <laughs> in any case, what is Orlando doing? What are they doing? What is the plan here? I don't get any of this. It makes no sense. It is cray-cray. It is cray-cray because, like you're saying, who's hindering Markel and Jonathan Isaac's development? That's, that's what I'm saying. It's not like you have – this is not an Eddie Jones, Kobe Bryant situation. No. It is not like that. They all play different positions. I get getting rid of Aaron Gordon because that's Jonathan Isaac's position, right? Me too. That's but, the one thing I'm I'm cool with because Aaron Gordon's young and he's he is that guy. And look, he's not he's not that good. And you I mean, and then you could have put Markel, Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, Jonathan Isaac, Nikola Vucevic on the same team. <laughs> on the same and team. And draft somebody. Go ahead and draft somebody with your own terrible pick. <laughs> yeah, with your own terrible pick, and, and with your own good pick, and get the De- and terrible. then get the Denver pick because you're going to trade Aaron, Aaron Gordon. I mean that, and just makes and sense pick to up me. Gary Harris. That's a great guy as a sixth man. He's he's one of the Kage Bunshins. He knows how to do that. Okay, I I got a cliff. You know what this is? Yes. You know what this is? You're at the barbecue. <laughs> you're at the barbecue. <laughs> yes. We'll go back to the barbecue. Okay. Yes. You're at the barbecue. Yep. And you have constructed a perfect plate. Okay. You've got mashed potatoes. Yeah. And there's some good mashed potatoes. Some garlic mashed potatoes. Ooh, yeah. They're good. Yeah. Okay. You got some mac and cheese. Oh, that yeah. cheese turned out perfect. It's and crusted it's on top. Crust. Oh, oh it's, yeah. yes. It's got that crust on top. You got some baked beans, some barbecue Whoa. baked beans, Ooh. seasoned to perfection. Excellent. You got even some steamed veggies on the side. Nice. That's just like, you got to have that. Really well. You got to have it. A little bit, little buttered, a Lo- little yep. salted. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. You got that biscuit. Oh, you got that biscuit, a little you got bit of honey, apple butter, a little bit of honey, yeah, honey, a little bit of apple butter. Uh. And look, you got some ribs, but these ribs, they're not great ribs. OK, they're good ribs. They're, yeah. they're OK. They're, yeah. they're some decent ribs. Yeah. Right. And here's what you do. If you're Orlando, you got that plate and you freaking just chuck that whole plate out the window. You just throw the whole thing out the window. <laughs> You're like, you know what? You take one bite of that rib, and you're like, what? This rib is just mediocre. It's not even bad. Okay? It's not even terrible. You just take one bite of that rib, and you're like, it's a little bit dry, and this barbecue sauce is not perfect. And you chuck that whole plate out the window. You throw everything out. And you're like, you know what? I got two ribs in the freezer from last night. I'm just going to wait on those. I'm going to eat those two ribs, and I'm going to recook everything else this entire meal. 
I'm gonna do it all. And you send everyone home. You tell everybody, hey, this is a potluck, right? And everybody brought those sides. And you're like, you guys all go home. You guys all go home. Recook your sides, okay? Go go get new ingredients. No, don't use the same ingredients. Everybody go get new ingredients. Everybody go to the market. Go get new ingredients. Go recook your sides and bring them here tomorrow. I'm gonna bring my two frozen ribs, my two injured frozen ribs. That I know are delicious. <laughs> I know have great potential. And we're going to eat those two ribs and a whole new plate. And then some, someone... So, so all that is being thought through in the mind. So it's all happening, all playing out in the mind. And you're saying it out loud. And then your wife next to you is like, Hey, why don't you just eat the plate and heat up those ribs too? You can have both. Why don't you just get rid of this rib? All the other stuff's good. Just get rid of the rib. Yeah. Get the ones out the freezer. Yeah. Cook them up. You're going to have to wait a little bit. Sure. Because you, you got to heat it up. And if you want to do it the right way, just put it on the grill. Fine. Yep. Just re... Yeah. Just redo that's okay. It. That's going to take a little time. Take a little time, but... I mean, everything on your plate is still good. It's still good. And then you still pick it up. You, you, you're like, you're like mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. And then you stand up, you grab the plate, and you kick it while staring right at the logic that has talked to you. Just, oh! Just stare as all the sides just fall to the floor, slow motion. And that's the Orlando magic. Oh, gosh. Do you think... (laughs) So were there people in John Hammond's ear, uh, the GM, the Orlando magic GM, and somebody was like, hey, but John... Does this make sense? Why are we trading down every position? Yeah. Like, don't you still need good players on a basketball team just in general? Like, don't you just need good players? And then he looks at him and he stands up and he kicks his plate. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. That's what he does. He goes to the, he goes to the, he goes to the cafeteria Every day, and he like constructs his plate. He like puts everything on there like perfectly, and then he takes one bite of the main course and he just chucks it. He just throws it away, and he stares. I mean, okay, it, it. Let's be honest. Isn't this kind of Orlando's mo? They have no plan. What have they done since Dwight left? Nothing. They got Vucevic, which is great. But they also got Bismack Biombo. They also had, uh, they had Serge Ibaka. They, had they also Vic had Oladipo. They also had Victor Oladipo. They also had, I mean, like, what's going on? Like, what's the plan here exactly? They lucked into Vucevic and Fournier, who are, like, much better than anybody thought they would be. Yeah, they're and great. Then, uh, uh, so they built up an asset and then they traded down? And they got Markel Fultz for nothing. It's like, remember uh, the garage sale 
episode of The Office. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to trade up to the telescope, right? This yeah. is exactly what they did. <laughs> they did exactly what Dwight did. They got the telescope. Yeah. And then they traded it for beans. For legumes. Oh, yeah, legumes. <laughs> the magic legumes. <sighs> it's just, it's mind-boggling. They they do this all the time. They traded Tracy McGrady for Katino Mobley and Steve Francis. Gosh. Gosh. That's weird. Yeah, they traded down. They let they Shaq traded, walk. They traded a player who led the league in scoring twice. <laughs> Who was like ridiculous, like, um, like, cause Orlando Tracy was like amazing. Yes, one of the best players in the league. He was just like single-handedly carrying them, cause they were supposed to pair him with Grant Hill, but Grant Hill got hurt, and then that never worked out. And it was just him. He was just carrying. He was just carrying. Mm-hmm. Who was the other person? Was it Zerbiak? Who? I remember they had another Daryl Armstrong. They had Daryl Armstrong, but they had another guy who also got hurt. I forgot. I I remember they had someone else. Mike Miller? Was it Mike Miller? Oh, maybe Mike Miller. Yeah, I I don't remember, but like, you know, they they were supposed to have like a little team, but like so many injuries. Everybody had injury problems. T-Mac was the only one just like freaking carrying that team, carrying that franchise on his back. They had Horace Grant. That was like old Horace Grant. Yeah, though, right? old Horace Grant, Mike Miller. Grant Hill, Daryl Armstrong. They had old Sean Kemp. Oh, big, gosh. big Sean Kemp. Oh, that's just like, that's no plan. I mean, you got T-Mac and you can't, I mean, prime T-Mac and you can't just get him. I don't know. It's Orlando. Just, you don't know what you're doing, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you know what you're doing. They've lucked into such good players. They yeah. they have they had Dwight, they had Shaq, they had Tracy, they had Penny. Dude, they had Shaq and they didn't even they want to give Vince. Shaq the max. They didn't even want to give Shaq the max. They didn't want to give Shaq the max. They didn't want to give Shaquille O'Freakin Neal the max. Are you kidding me right now, bro? Orlando, I don't I don't even know, no dude. Words. I have no words. You guys are, you are cray cray. <laughs> you are cray cray. And you might be thinking, you know, maybe, you know, young Shaq wasn't that good. Oh, he put up 29-11-3, two, two blocks, over two blocks, 58% field goal in a non-inflated stat era. Dude, young Shaq could go coast to coast and jam young like he could go coast to coast like he could go get the rebound dribble it go behind the back and jam two-handed and break the backboard okay that was young Shaq. like if you don't look at that and be like wow this guy is the next big thing you just have no idea what you're looking at (laughs) he also took them to the finals they went to the finals okay they beat uh, Michael Jordan's. <laughs> they beat Michael Jordan's Bulls. Okay, it was yes. Michael Jordan took time off and he came back, but I mean, he was like a baby, <laughs> and they beat that Bulls team. Yes, they got swept in the finals, but uh, but Nick Anderson just just choked 
incredibly. <laughs> just like it was so bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, that's one of those you, you like can't recover. It was <laughs> like so bad. It was so bad. It, yeah, it's 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 crazy. He's. Let's see. Hold on. The age he was when he took when he took Orlando to the finals is the same age Trey Young is right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is crazy. 22. That is crazy. It's the same age as Luka <clears throat> is right now. <laughs> How do you not give that guy the max? See, I just I have no respect for Orlando. I'm sorry. <laughs> they just I have no respect. What are they doing? They have good jerseys though. Pinstripe. It's great jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was all day or cray cray. You let us know. Are you all day or cray cray on any of these? Are the Orlando Magic really smart for doing these moves? Are we just cray cray? Are you guys in on Vic Oladipo? You guys in on Drummond? Is LaMarcus Aldridge really stacking the nets? Is the narrative <laughs> correct by the media? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, save, rate. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This is SBR with Cliff and Joe. Peace. Peace. So Michael Rappaport tweeted out, KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the NBA TNT crew after the game. He's super sensitive about everything. And then he's, and then KD responded, you a B. <laughs> and then Michael Rappaport like DMs him, just do the effing interview. And if you're upset about something they said, just say something. Up there, you look like you were going to cry and S. And then he wrote, replied, I did the interview, <laughs> you D-head. <laughs> Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options, that dumb A question, yes or no. I heard it all before, you see. <laughs> Chuck doesn't need you as, as security, you pale, pasty, <laughs> jizz-guzzling B. I swear. I'm going to spit in your face when I see your dirty A. Bet your life on it. Meet me on 17th tomorrow at 10. Or better yet, what's your address? 10 a.m. at Catch Steak on the corner. Meet me there, P. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Dude, go help kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn and stop being a P. You a B for even caring how I do an interview. All you do is, you know... <laughs> 
All you do is suck D for other men for attention. <laughs> Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry A, so now you want to use everybody else to get views and laughs? Your life is a joke. You effing pale sea sucker. <laughs> Go get some sun. It's effing with your brain, piece of S. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Go to Brownsville and help the people that need it. <laughs> Katie, you go do it, clown. Good for you, man. But nobody gives an F. <laughs> Suck a D. Can't wait to tell you all this in person. Dude, this should have been your two for the road. <laughs> you calling your lawyer like the P-U-R? <laughs> you couldn't talk Portnoy talking? My gosh. Defamation of character? P-A, want to lawyer up? Your wife mad as F because you wasting that little bit of money on a lawyer's because you can't take a joke. How P you are. Your wife doesn't even respect your BA. Dude, I'm losing track of like what you're saying. <laughs> like I can't even follow it. I mean, you get the gist of it. That's going to be the deep cut for sure. So, yeah. So Rappaport put him on blast, like putting it, pasting it on social. And then Katie commented on that post. He said, I would never fight Mike. That Portnoy thing was too far. I see my bad. I apologize. <laughs> he said me and Mike talk crazier than this on the regular today. He's pissed. I guess my bad, Mike. Damn. <laughs> wow.